Women Empire live at the London Podcast Festival. Woo! Woo! This is a very special mashup episode of, I'm just going to say it, the two best podcasts in the UK, <laughs> nay, the Northern Hemisphere. Just go, whoa. I can't vouch for the Southern Hemisphere, frankly. South America's kicking our asses. Um, it's very good to see you guys here. I am Taylor Glenn. I'm from Drunk Women Solving Crime. You've probably worked that out. Already. And I am joined, as always, by Katie Wilkins. Hi! That's Fantastic. Me. And we've also got Hannah George. We do love sending pregnant Hannah on our booze runs. That's been a real, <laughs> it's been a real highlight of her pregnancy. We're like, go get four bottles of kava at Sainsbury's. And she does. And she puts them in her backpack. Oh, it's just a bit of joy. To my left, we have got the lovely, fantastic members of the Empire Film cast. Jesus Christ. I've only had it's one it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. This is the Empire of... Please welcome Chris Hewitt! Oh. Chris, how are you? Are you well? I'm good. I got my moonshine. The moonshine. I'm very, very happy. I feel... We, I should apologize up front. I'm a teetotal. Me too. There's Sorry. no need to apologize no for that. needed. But I'm from Northern Ireland, so I'm very used to crack. Oh, yes, folks. <laughs> Mainline some crack backstage. It should kick in in about 20 minutes. Oh, <laughs> just like Primo. the real detectives. Primo crack. <laughs> Amazing. We've also got Helen O'Hara. Hello. Yes. Yay. Helen, how are you today? I'm good. We're, we're going to be cracking the case, apparently. So that's, that's super good. I am also teetotal because we're, we're really just selling the Northern Irish stereotype here. <laughs> that's a cracker. <laughs> I've eaten a lot of chocolate, to be honest. So I'm on a sugar high. So it's going to be fine. Oh, that is absolutely fine. We're that's still rock and roll. Fine. We've eaten lo- We've eaten loads of chocolate. <laughs> Some of it was 70%. <laughs> also, all of the chocolate you ate, I was back there. It's all fun size. So it's not even... Fun size. Not even the good stuff. I mean, Mars. Full of antioxidants. And finally, we've got <laughs> James Dyer. Welcome. Yay! James, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm not teetotal, but the only alcohol I like the taste of is Sambuca. Which I appreciate is a really fucking weird thing to say. But luckily for us, they did provide a whole jug of it. (laughs) Wait a minute, that's Sambuca? Oh, yes. No, it's, wow. it's because it tastes like sweets. It's because it tastes like sweets. Wow. Like other stuff tastes like sweets. No, Look. but not quite like that. Like, it's, I mean, it's just, it's proper sweet stuff, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. And, and somebody else, wait, is it same for you? You only like Sambuca? No, no, no. I drink oh. anything, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's for the listeners, she said, no, no, I drink many things. It's, 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 <laughs> like, it's like getting ripped to the tits on aniseed balls. Like, it's, 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 it's good stuff. I mean, it's a it's a classic. Does it taste a bit like what's the stuff that you're you're not supposed to light it on fire, but it always no, lights but on fire? Absinthe. 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 I have no idea. I've never had any. It Is makes that, a hard grow fonder. <laughs> the last time oh, I had absinthe, I went bungee jumping. <laughs> 
And you hadn't even pre-booked. You just... <laughs> it just made you go off a cliff. I got in that queue. Actual bungee jumping, or you just felt like no, that was... No, it was... Followed the Green Ferry. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I did. I followed the Green Ferry. Full disclosure, it was at my university graduation ball thing. What? The, what? There was a, a bungee jump. There was, like, all of kinds of weird stuff <laughs> where, in this thing. Where, where did, did you, you go, go to school? Everest. Everest. Uh, UEA in uh, Norwich. Park. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Centre Park's you. But basically, and there's all men in the queue, and this like really drunk girl was like, come on, some of the women have got to do it. It was a long time ago, but she did say girl power. <laughs> but she also gave me absinthe. And so then I was in. Wow. So you yeah. just, you drank a bit of absinthe, and did you do this without barfing? Yeah, I screamed the whole way down. Wow. And I'm pretty sure my eyes were really big afterwards, because you know, sometimes people's retinas do detach. <laughs> Oh no! But mine didn't. They stayed in. They just they just looked, in. They just looked bigger. <laughs> Tell you what, your education system is very different here. <laughs> but I do I do enjoy it. Um, so just a little bit, especially for the people who maybe haven't listened to either podcast. It's it's a mashup format, so it's a little bit drunk women solving crime, but it's all got a film theme tonight. So I'm going to kick off with a question for the panelists, and then we're going to deconstruct a true crime story that is film-related. <laughs> and then finally, and this is important, we're going to ask one of you to share a story of the time that you were the victim of a crime, or perhaps even a time that you witnessed an interesting crime. Now, normally, when we do this on the podcast, we try to solve the crime, and we sort of offer our very sage advice. Tonight, we're going to decide if it makes a good movie. <laughs> And we might suggest who might be cast in the film, who a good director might be. So it might not be the best night for your, you know, unresolved your, trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I don't want to feel bad if you tell the story and we're like, Gwen Tarantino! Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to fucking win an Oscar or not? Well, like, we, if actually, you've worked through it, share. Talking about <laughs> winning for sharing your trauma and having us trivialize it, you will win a bottle of Prosecco! So have a think. Don't think so hard that you don't pay attention to the rest of it and laugh at us, because we all have fragile egos. <laughs> I mean, I can only speak for myself. Anybody and fragile else? retinas. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we kick off with the first question? Yeah. Let's do it. What is the greatest crime that has ever been committed against cinema? Oh. Oh. Yes. Do we have to have perpetrated it? No. <laughs> I've got a couple of short films that I mean, might fit the well. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Interpret it as you will. For me, the biggest crime against cinema is that Titanic wasn't longer. <laughs> and I stand Did by you it. want to see more people die horribly? Was that... <laughs> yeah, that bit at the end. Yeah. You were that. Another three hours of that, please. Yeah. Hannah likes snuff Leo movies. Leo freezes to death. <laughs> In real time. <laughs> yeah, I want more people hitting that. I was about to say fan. What's the thing at the back? <laughs> <laughs> Turbine? Propeller, yes. Propeller. Yeah, yeah, more of the more of the good stuff at the end. Uh, <laughs> real good shit. Just her on the door, but in real time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> still still floating. And her full recovery from hyperphemia. Right. I want to see the whole thing. Very good, Hannah. Very good. Anyone that listens to Drunk Women, you know Hannah is slightly obsessed with Titanic. So that was an appropriate answer. Anybody else got any well, thoughts? I, I guess thematically, I will say, so when, when the discussion was had about this question, yeah. I was on holiday in Florida. Uh -huh. So I misunderstood the question. <laughs> and I thought it was, what is the, like, the worst crime that's been committed in a film? 
So I decided oh, nice. to skip oh. the 2016 Morton Tilden film, Passengers. Okay. Because I thought it was kind of interesting because it's Chris Pratt and he's on a spaceship and he's travelling 100 years to go to this new home and, <laughs> and there's, a, there's a malfunction in his cryosleep and he wakes up 90 years early. So he fucks about on the ship for ages, kicks a football around, gets really bored, gets really horny. So does the thing that anyone would do. He finds the hottest other passenger, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence, and just wakes her up. And condemns her to life with him for like 90 years. And that's the, and then they fall in love, because obviously you would. And I thought that was particularly <laughs> creepy. Yeah. So that was my crime. But I suppose if it has to be a crime against cinema, it would oh. probably be that I gave the film four stars. <laughs> <laughs> and described it, I shit you not, as Titanic amongst the stars, which they put on the fucking poster. <laughs> So it will follow me to my grave. Wait, but why did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> my retina had detached. <laughs> I didn't Wait, see did it properly. You, did you so like much it absent. on a first look? And then you were like, oh, actually, that's dark. Like, weirdly, I, in, in my own head, I thought, oh, that's really sweet, isn't it? And then I watched it again and was like, no, it's really fucking <laughs> creepy. Because like normally that happens when you watch a film from the 80s. You're like, yeah. I loved it. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. But like, what puts it in perspective is someone's actually Recut the trailer for that as a horror film. So, so oh, I you, saw as, that. yeah, exactly. So yeah. you as the audience don't know that he. Because the thing is, when he wakes her up, the crucial thing is he wakes her up and then and sort of goes, oh, oh, oh look, I've woken up too. Uh, look at us here together, and keeps it from her. Oh. And obviously, in the recut that. version, that's the big reveal halfway through the film. Yeah. But obviously, in the actual one, you know, the, he glosses over that. Oh, Jimbo, you. why did you call it Titanic Among Once the Stars? Because I don't see. <laughs> Any similarities on this? Mean, and you were told at the time that it was super creepy. I mean, sure. Because we had that conversation. <laughs> I'm not saying I've got a great <laughs> excuse, um, but my name did get on the poster. <laughs> of a terrible film. Of a terrible yeah. film. Oh, well, you win sure, some, you lose is some. Is that bittersweet for you now? Or are you still, you look quite happy about it. I mean, <laughs> it will live on in infamy long after I've died, so. Uh, <laughs> he booked several cruises afterwards. Yeah, uh, as well. yeah. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> it's um, actually a star I hope I'm meeting a special someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's an unconventional meet you. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, that's a good answer. I feel like my answer is going to look ridiculous compared to that, but I will still give it to you. Dude, where's my car? <laughs> dude! Sweet. Dude. Where's my car? Sweet. Dude! Sweet. So bad. The reason I hate it for two reasons. Number one is it thinks it's Bill and Ted and it's not. No. Yeah, right? No, that groan not. says everything. Thank you. <laughs> Bill and Ted is awesome and actually very inclusive, which, mm. dude, where's my car is not. No. So, like, bro misogynistic. And the second reason I hate it is that ending when the aliens make the women's tits massive as a treat. Like, <laughs> oh, I just. Katie, think... I've never seen it. Spoiler. <laughs> I just think. The greatest that... cinema crime ever. Spoiling, dude, where's my car? Jesus Christ. There goes Sunday. I just genuinely. I think that must have done so much damage yeah. to, like, young people that would have seen that that were already insecure. But oh, I bet I bet boob jobs went up after. 90s and noughties feminism was very oh. confused, <laughs> but it, but to say Ash, the least. It did have Ashton Kutcher in it, and he would never say anything embarrassing. To so it's, no, it's absolutely fine. Just flawless since. Sure. Yeah. yeah, since all sensible decisions. In fairness, Titanic ends the same way. <laughs> They'd have stayed afloat if all that tits got. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been ideal. It's a buoyancy aid. <laughs> we could oh, have I saved don't... ten more people. <laughs> 
women with big titties first. And children, probably. See, that, <laughs> that's the alternate dude, where's my car ending? <laughs> it would have made it longer. So you kind of get your wish if they did that. True. Gosh, this is really helping it's me conflicting. through. Would you, would you like it to be longer, but it ends like, dude, where's my car? <laughs> <laughs> What would you oh, choose? Wow. Yes, I would. I would. Wow. I would. Because they had sex in the car as well. It's all linking, isn't it? All right. At least I think that's what they were doing. I don't know. Dude, who dressed my car? Someone's having sex in Have it. we been mispronouncing the title of that film all this time? It's actually Tit Titanic. <laughs> it's possible. Tit Antics. Tit Antics. <laughs> that's more of an 80s film. Tit draw me like one of your big titted alien French girls. <laughs> Four stars, James Dyer. <laughs> Passengers, Passengers on the way. Passengers on the sea, yes. <laughs> so these have all been brilliant answers. I've really enjoyed oh, that. Chris, oh, Helen. Uh, look, I, I actually I have the definitive one. It's in, it's in Avengers Endgame, which is a good film otherwise. But there's a scene at the very beginning where Captain America shaves his beard. And... Um, <laughs> Like, they had just nailed his look, okay? They had just rolled up the sleeves and given us the little cuffs and the beard. And then, Mm. for no reason, he shaves off the beard and goes from being unspeakably hot to just being, like, a handsome, nice man. A handsome, nice man. That's (laughs) Chris Evans. A handsome, nice man. And, no, he's Captain America. It's a whole different thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, (laughs) I'm really not over it. It's very upsetting. You don't even get to see the beard shaving. You don't even get to see... He's just wiping it away like it didn't matter. Oh, my. (laughs) Helen has some trauma to work through still. I think it's very understandable. <laughs> Have you ever seen the the, the Michael Flatley film, The uh, Blackbird? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a good one. Yeah. But there's a, there's a scene in that where he shaves for no reason. <laughs> so, like, that, it sounded like you needed Maybe. that scene. Maybe that's what Captain America was referencing or something. Yes. Somehow, like, even though he hadn't seen it yet. I'm really the best a man can get, he says in a very deep Irish accent. I interviewed him for, uh, for the podcast for, for that, Michael Flatley. Did you? Yeah, it was difficult because he wouldn't stand still. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, Flatley. God damn it. This is an audio medium. It's he was really <laughs> just tapping away. It's, it's just, picking up the tapping. Yeah, the noise gate is not going to remove your feet, Flatley. Um, yeah, he was, he was really lovely. He was just, like a, he was just a, a nice man who pursued his dream of becoming richer than God and then <laughs> making his own movie. Love um, that. Yeah. Feels churlish to nominate that as a cinematic crime. <laughs> now, but I will. It might be that one. It might be that one. Uh, there's loads of cinematic crimes. There's Dick Van Dyke's accent in oh, everything, yeah. pretty much. Uh, little known fact: Dick Van Dyke's uh, accent in Mary Poppins is how he actually sounds in real life. Everything else is fake. Uh, <laughs> there is the one of the most famous casting controversies of all time, which is Harrison Ford taken over from Tom Selleck as Indiana Jones, which deprived us of Tom Selleck's movie career. That's a cinematic crime, quite frankly, right there. But the one that keeps me awake at night, the one where I, I was going to say jerk upwards at three in the morning, but... (laughs) Do you usually go down? uh, At at my age, there's precious little jerking going on uh, at all, but just the the Precious little, what a lovely... Oh, it's, I'm going to have a precious little wank. So many, so many, so many Freudian slips. I'll have a little, little precious little wank. I'm, I'm very impressively endowed. <laughs> right, that's the bull quote from this episode, yeah. definitely. It is Titanic amongst something. Yeah. 
dude, where's my penis? <laughs> so sad, so sad. Sorry, um, I interrupted you, go on. No, it's fine. No one wants to hear my, God, my well, crime. Uh, it's um, it's the Oscars best song category. I wake up at three in the morning going, they didn't nominate Staying Alive! How can you not nominate Staying Alive? The Oscars, we know, get everything wrong, right? They get everything wrong. But the Oscars, if you go back, check out the Oscars best song category. It is the most egregious collection of fuckwittery you have ever seen. If they have an amazing song, you can bet your bottom dollar they will ignore it. They didn't give a single uh, Oscar to a single Bond song until Adele, that's a good song, and then they've given it to the two shit ones that have come since. It's just awful, but stay alive. That is incredible. They I didn't invented even know new that. noises, the Bee Gees. No one had ever gone, ah! before. <laughs> give them an Oscar for that. Yeah. Imagine the acceptance speech. Ha, 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 I'd like to my wife. <laughs> That'd have been amazing. Anyway, thank you for that. Three people who applauded. That was great. It was actually the, the Brothers Gibb. Okay. Yeah. Which is well, amazing because two of them are dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. There's just a G now. Um, oh, come on. Come on. Easy, Tiger. Oh. Wow, Oscar snub. That was, Oscar snub. That was a fantastic round. I feel like we should always ask that, even yeah. though it would make no sense. <laughs> To our there, there will be more crimes in cinema. Yes, indeed, indeed. Yeah. So you've brought up the Oscars. So I say, shall we go to the true crime section of the podcast? I am the only one with the details of this crime. However, I have a feeling that especially our experts in film might know the story. And they're going to have to play That's quite the assumption. <laughs> I mean, maybe not. Maybe not. We shall see. It's a bit like we've decided to bring film experts and ask them questions. Where about are they? Are they backstage? <laughs> well, you're, you're all so humble. They're very well hidden. Very humble. Well, the case starts with a fun fact. There used to be... Yes. Fun. There used to be an Academy Award for something called Best Story. Now, this basically recognized the general premise of a film, the storytelling, but not necessarily the writing. The writing could be absolutely shit, and a film could still win best story. So picture everything James Cameron's wow. ever done. Oh, oh, he would clean up. Oh, oh, oh that's oh fighting talk right there. <laughs> he can take it. Fucking James. But it was a confusing award because obviously story, screenplay, they're a little bit intertwined. So um, you could get an Oscar for your potential. Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting because before studios were working more with independent screenwriters, it was more the norm that somebody would come up with a story, right. and then they'd hire the screenwriter and assign them to it. Yeah. So there were often two different people. So it could be a good idea that gets poorly executed. In, indeed, Katie. Name indeed. of your sex dope. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my sex tape? <laughs> Pamela Anderson. It's just a little reference. <laughs> yeah, too soon. I didn't steal it. I didn't steal it. True crime. Jesus. So, <laughs> my hosting style is I like to make you hate me first, and then I try to win it back. And it's it's always woo. It's touch and go. It's touch and go. So it was a confusing award. Eventually, the Academy decided it was redundant. So your first question, detectives, is what was the final year that an Oscar for Best Story was awarded? 
Mm-hmm. Helen. Oh, don't look at me. I, I think it was pretty early on. I think it was like in the 30s. Mm-hmm. 34. 34? <laughs> Excellent. Any offenses in 34? 34, 35, 35 on the man. <laughs> 36 over here, 37 over here. See, I feel like it would have been later than 34. 35. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if maybe it would be the 60s or the 70s. Okay. I think it was the, the year after Passengers, because it, it would have won. It would have won, wouldn't it? In your Absolute opinion. Absolute sweep. <laughs> yeah. so no doubt. 2021 or something. Okay. So we've got... Can we accept the 60s or 70s? It's right. quite broad. 69, because it's funny. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, I'm going to say 1944. It was retired during World War II because of Hitler. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously to save resources during the war. That makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Guns and butter and best story. Has everyone answered? No, I think they have. have you? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. still going with 35, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. So closest, what was yours again? 69. 69. Yeah. So I believe it goes to you because it was 1957 yeah. for a film released in 1956. So in 1957, a screenwriter called Robert Rich won the Oscar for best story, but Robert was not there to accept the Oscar. So mm. your next question is why wasn't he there? He was bungee jumping. Oh, oh I think. <laughs> th- mm, no, I don't know. But the name rings a vague bell, so maybe uh-huh. was he was he blacklisted? Ooh. It was the 50s. There was uh-huh. a lot of blacklisting. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. The, okay. I want to say McCarthy. McCarthyism? Yep. Mm-hmm. Or traffic? <laughs> Just traffic, <laughs> yeah. Cotton traffic? I mean, it's, it's LA. LA. Right? Stuck um, on the 405? That's literally all I know about Los Angeles. So, was yeah. he um, trapped under a wardrobe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... I'm trying to think. It's, it's, a, it's a crime, right? Is McCarthy a crime? I don't know. Yes, against decency. Yeah, but that's, that's a boring crime. I want, I want blood. <laughs> so I think, I think someone pushed a wardrobe on top of him. Okay. Or okay. something like that. I might go with dead. Is he dead? Is that why he doesn't Is he go? dead? Yeah, nice. okay. That's a great reason not to show up. <laughs> or, is he in prison? This is a true crime mm-hmm. podcast. Oh, Does he or get d- did he kill someone and then go on the run? Yes, on the run. Good. On the 405. That's on the 405. Where he got stuck <laughs> in Indeed, yes, and got caught. Okay, well, I will tell you what. The word around the room there was that Robert Rich was not available because he was in hospital because his wife was having a baby. Oh. Yeah, so the vice president of the writer's I mean, it's easy, right, having a baby. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like to check. It was like easy and painless. It's, okay. like a, it's just like a cork. Just, wow, the crime was... <laughs> Cool. Yeah, yeah. It cool. might even hit the ceiling. <laughs> See what you can do, Hannah. <laughs> Please join our Patreon for live footage. Um, <laughs> it's, it's three pounds a month. I don't think it's worth it to Hannah. Or is it? I mean... <laughs> uh, it costs a lot to raise a kid. Think about it. So the vice president of the Writers Guild accepted the award on his behalf, but then, lo and behold, it was discovered that Robert Rich wasn't even a member (gasps) of the Writers Guild, and a wild goose chase ensued for months and months. In fact, Groucho Marx even joked, I was about to do a really bad impersonation of Groucho Marx. I guess I should just go for it now. Do it, do it, do it. 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 I've never tried. No, it's not. No. Ah, no. Whenever you're ready, just do it. (laughs) (laughs) We're waiting. Mary Poppins. <laughs> do it as just do it as Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> oh, isn't it about time the writers killed? <laughs> 
built a monument to the unknown writer. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. You know my super good. You know my very capabilities. Good. I love your Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, the twist is, guys. You might have to read that again, though. I was so like, I was at the White Lotus Hotel. I was yeah. just there. Just the, should I, the should I do it as Kim Cattrall then instead? <laughs> yes. Hmm. Oh, isn't it about time the Writers Guild built a monument to the unknown writer? <laughs> I love unknown. <laughs> So, did you get it that time? Good. I did, good, I did. Good, but good. again, I was there. I was in New York City. <laughs> I was having a lot of sex. I was refusing to come back from the sea court. Rightly. Uh, you got, you, this may not shock you, but guys, the twist is Robert Rich did not exist. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. The film which won Best Story was called The Brave One, and it was released under a pseudonym. Your next question is, do you know who the real screenwriter was of The Brave One? I mm. forgot. Dalton Trumbo. Uh-huh. Yes, I'm Wow. Does anyone have any advance on the correct answer? <laughs> <laughs> do you know, oh, shit, really? <laughs> I'm so annoyed because I saw that film, and I was thinking, it's the man, it's the Dumbo Man. <laughs> the Dumbo Man. I can't remember his name. Dumbo Trumbo, man. Trumbo, the Dumbo Man. That's how I, that's how I remembered him in Hollywood. <laughs> but I need you to know that I was close. <laughs> it's ironic, isn't it, as well? Because Dumbo couldn't remember things. Is that right? No. 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 <laughs> I mean, I think it looks it's never elegant. Conceivably, but he kind of hit it. Like, he, he, I don't think he outed himself. That wasn't his main thing. Mm. <laughs> he did carry that feather around, though. Maybe it was a mnemonic. <laughs> there you go. You can't rule that out. Oh, he was an elephant. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. So this, was his name Dumbo? What's his name? Dalton Trumbo. <laughs> wait, Don? It's Dumbo, Dumbo Trumbo. Trumbo. <laughs> Get me Dalton Dumbo Trumbo when I jumbo. Dalton Trumbo, mm -hmm. he invented the pseudonym Robert Rich. The pseudonym, yep. <laughs> basically what I said. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. That was a really twatish thing to do. I'm sorry. So wait, he's a writer and the best pseudonym he could come up with was Robert Rich. Was Robert Rich. But it sounds American and red-blooded and not red, so not a communist, I guess. Yeah. It does, it does yeah. sound yeah. a bit very capitalist. Robert yeah. Richie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Robert Richman. Right. Moneybags Rob. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Jumbo Dumbo. Jumbo Drumbo. Uh, <laughs> Trumbo was one of the most successful screenwriters of the mid-20th century, and it will shock you to learn that he was a straight white man. <laughs> Just against all odds, really thought through. No, but he was, he was a very interesting guy. He, there is a film about him starring Brian Cranston from 2015 called Trumbo, or Dumbo, I can't remember which. <laughs> he was a huge character, he was eccentric, he was witty, wisecracking, and he was known for things like polishing off his screenplays in one night in the bathtub. Is that a euphemism? I was going to say. <laughs> it's like jerking up. Uh, it's jerking upwards. <laughs> Tugging the trombo. Tugging the trombo. <laughs> I'm going to just kill the, the joking and take this literally. Okay. Did he have a typewriter in the bar? Yes, yes, okay. he did. Not an electric one, though. Yeah, no, no, that would be silly. Whereas a typewriter makes, <laughs> that makes sense. perfect sense. Just like he had, a, he had a sort of tray thing, right? He had a sort of tray, yeah. you know, one of those like bath tray thingies. I love that. Such a basic bitch thing now. I love that he, was, <laughs> like, he was doing that years ago to like have an amazing career. I know. He might have had some like bath oils there as well. I've done know? that and watched Towie. Like that's, <laughs> that's all I've done. I was just thinking how wrinkly you'd be. Yeah. 
after. That's the first thing I thought of. Was yeah, wrinkles. it wouldn't be a jumbo trumbo. Would it, it would not be. <laughs> <laughs> the water is very cold. <laughs> I have so many baths. Uh, so <laughs> I'm just too clean. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was just picturing somebody saying that right before you have sex with them. Sorry. <laughs> I'm too clean. I can't do this. <laughs> anyway, enough about high school. Um, <laughs> Trumbo was the highest paid screenwriter of his time. So your next question is, what was Trumbo earning per week by the late 1940s? Now, this has accounted. This is in today's money. We've accounted for inflation, and this is in U.S. dollars. Oh. So, so it's, it is adjusted, so it's not like two, two shillings and six pence. It's, it's not, right. it's okay. not that. <laughs> well, right now, he'd be striking, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's right. Yeah. 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 Scab, Trumbo. Yeah. Scab. 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 Yeah. Scab. No. No. Boo. Boo to Trumbo. No. Yeah. He's really not come out of this while he's done nothing <laughs> wrong so far. This was the golden I know, he's era. a tiny dick. Yeah. <laughs> he's Terrible a memory. <laughs> I like that we've gone, he's really eccentric. He liked baths. <laughs> In the golden age of Hollywood, which this is, right? No, wait, is that the 30s? Is it still the golden age? No, but like, it's still a studio. Was era, it? So. I can't... It's a bit tarnished. It's a little are bronze the... now, isn't all right, it? All it's right. copper. It's the are copper the... age. Are the screenwriters really well paid? Or are they... is this before everyone unionised? Well, the, the guild has around. existed, yeah. yeah. So they're you. All right, unionized. I'm gonna say he got four million per. F- oh wait, hang on. Fuck it. Wow, you got straight to Shane Black wait, levels. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't mean per week. Per no, week. I meant per film. So per week, How per annum. It? Shall we say per annum? Okay, per annum. <laughs> A ten million. What? Is that's too high, right? <laughs> you can answer whatever you want. How much do you get paid to do your podcast? <laughs> There's a discrepancy here. I just assume everyone else gets paid loads. Um, no, no, fair enough. So we're going with 10 million a year? Yeah, I mean, it'd be fun for me to be dramatically wrong. So either way, <laughs> it's fun. It's like playing the prices right. It's good. Anyone else with a reasonable answer? <laughs> a gazillion dollars. A gazillion. Yeah, one million dollars. <laughs> one <A> million. <laughs> I'm, I, I, feel, I feel like it... I feel like it would have been in like the hundreds of dollars a week in at the time, uh-huh. but I have no idea what that translates to now. But like, like four million, five hundred, <laughs> four million. Yeah, okay. that's probably right. So it's but what? like, so I'm thinking. I feel like it's probably like I don't know, ten thousand a week now. Is that too low? Oh, that's okay. no, no, no. That's too low. That's too low. That's my appearance money for tonight. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, Send so, the invoice. I mean, I mean, which I'm sharing with you guys afterwards, obviously. Yeah. Uh, uh, ooh, so is this per bath or per week? <laughs> Same thing. Okay. Uh, $100,000 a week. Okay. All right. Anyone else hasn't chipped in? I'm going to say five grand a week. I reckon he worked on the cheap and was exploited. Which is why they're striking now. Five grand in today's okay. money. Five grand in today's money. You've right. seen yeah. the 2016 film <laughs> Trumbo. <laughs> Actually, no. Okay. Uh. <laughs> so, perhaps I'm missing a key piece of information. He lived a fairly lavish lifestyle, but mainly because he was cooking meth on the side. Well, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Wait, was he? Oh, well, possibly. <laughs> possibly. Nice. We don't know. I just made it up. Breaking but Trumbo. It sounds... Is it because it's Cranston? Yeah, it's Cranston, yeah. It's what he does in every movie. 
his, it's his cover story. They just they cut it out of Malcolm in the Middle, but <laughs> it was it, it was, was heavily, heavily implied. implied. Yes. <laughs> Let him cook. <laughs> Let him cook. Dalton White. Hannah uh, George, <laughs> um, I'll go. I'll go half of. So I'll go fifty thousand a week. Okay. I hope you guys are keeping score because I'm not. <laughs> it, did you say fifty thousand a week? Yes. I believe you're the closest because it was sixty-five thousand dollars a week, wow. which is almost three point five million a year. It's no Shonda Rhimes, yep. but it's not too shabby. <laughs> not too shabby. But why did Dalton Trumbo? It's possible we've touched on this, but who knows? Why did? No, no, no. Never apologize. Never apologize. Why did Dalton Trumbo have to use a fake name in the first place? Because his name was Dalton Trumbo. Because his name was Dalton Trumbo. <laughs> wait, did Trimble Dimble. Wait, wait, wait. Thumble Booble. <laughs> did he write Pibble Dibble films under the name Trumbo Schnoodle Doodle as well? <laughs> yeah. And then he branched out with an extra name. Uh-huh. Okay. Like he yeah, okay. Like he so did a maybe... Stephen King and he's like I'm do I'm too prolific so I need an alter ego. Maybe he, all of his films were action films and he wanted to write a romance. Mm. Oh, okay. And and he had to like rebrand so I that like people this. would accept it. Yeah, okay. I'm like with that. It's like Anne Rice when she writes porn, she does it under another name. <laughs> so, sorry, she what? Which is perfectly fine. Is that right? Well, not like is porn, porn, but it's kind of yeah, it's a little bit sexy. What's her What's um, her porn name? I Anne Rice. Anne... <laughs> no reason. But I believe uh... it's Anne Rampling, <laughs> which sounds quite sexy. Anne Rampling. Oh yes. So she, I mean, I can totally see how yeah. she could write good porn. Yeah. Because he's sort of... I mean, to be fair, the stuff she writes under Anne Rice is pretty fucking porny. I so, know. Yeah. All right, I'm going to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. That would be Jeff Ruttin. <laughs> Jeff Ruttin. Roger Bangs. <laughs> I'd be Hannah George. I'd be fucking <laughs> proud. I'd be like, I'm like, Mom, I've got a book out. Own it. <laughs> Don't read it. <laughs> oh, but maybe... He, is he wanted for something under his real name? Is he trying to be a man in the canoe and set up an old, like a fake so he can, he's got like a lifeboat? Oh, it could be, Helen. It could be. <laughs> Helen, what did you say earlier? I said I wondered if it was a communist thing and it was a McCarthy thing. Oh. And so the, the Hollywood 10 were the um, alleged communists who were basically banned from working under their own names in Hollywood. Oh, that, yeah. A couple of years before this, really. So this was kind of a sneaky white backing. That makes way more sense. Uh, I, mean, I mean, really, though, does it when you think about it? Yeah, yeah that's much better than he wanted to write romance. I like the rom-com. I like that's the more rom-com. likely over time. Roger Banks. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, do I have. Casablanca 2, this time they fuck. Oh, they totally fucking Casablanca. Not, not on screen, on. though. I'm, okay, talking, on. I'm talking full penetration. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me again, Sam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose... <laughs> That's not. It's not in the film, is it? Yeah, there's a thing. You rubbed it for her, now rub it for me. Oh. <laughs> anyway, it's disrespectful. This <laughs> is very upsetting. How dare you? That's a lie. <laughs> this is my favorite mashup ever. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. I don't even care what you guys think. <laughs> this is about me now. More sambuca. <laughs> This stuff's great. <laughs> Light it on fire. Okay. Try. Light me on fire? 
<laughs> what? Oh, listen, fire. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Uh, so yes, Trumbo had been blacklisted for joining the Communist Party in 1943, 1947. Oh, he actually joined the Communist Party. Yes, well, uh, yeah, quite a few of them had. Yeah. Well, yeah. When yeah. when they were allies of the U.S. Like it. Oh, so. uh, my knowledge of this is sketchy. But I thought that like loads of people were accused of stuff that they had not remotely done. Well, that happened as well. In America, okay. surely not. <laughs> <laughs> Blasphemy. <laughs> We're the country of justice. So in 1947, he gets taken down by one of my favorite names for a governmental committee ever. Does anybody know what it was called? Roger Whack. Bangs. Wait, what? Roger Bangs. Roger Bangs. What did you say? Whack. Whack? Whack. 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 Work. Is that an Isn't acronym? That what Al no. says in what, what's, tell, tell what does the acronym stand for? House and American Activities Committee. That's oh. right. Oh. Un American Activities Committee. So, How cute is wow. that? American. Oh. Is that like not shooting people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't own a gun? Get out of here. So he was. You don't like burgers? Get out of here. <laughs> he was whacked off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I kept hearing as well. <laughs> it was Dalton Trumbo Whack. in the bath with the hoacker. <laughs> so he refused to answer any questions, quite right, part of the, the 10, and he was sentenced to 11 months in jail, which is a funny number, isn't it? Like, why not go to a year? <laughs> why 11 months? I, did, I couldn't find that out. It's well, like 9 dollars no, okay, 10 pounds. When um, I used to work for Domino's Pizza, uh-huh. if you did a certain a length of shift, you got a free pizza, and oh. all of the shifts would always be 50 minutes short of the length oh, to no. get a free. Like, when I was part-time, so all mine were. So was it that they didn't want to give him a free pizza? Oh, my God. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Oh, that's such bullshit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then I got a slightly longer shift and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I get a free pizza. And then they don't pay you overtime. They're like, you got the pizza. <laughs> it's true. If you do a year in prison in America, every year you complete in prison in America, you get a pizza. <laughs> prison pizza. Yeah, prison That'd be a pizza. great name for a pizza chain, wouldn't it? <laughs> prison pizza. I have, I had one I'll have a tr- double shank with stuck crust. <laughs> I had a pizza in a travel lodge a while ago and it's a bit like that, I imagine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> I love the poster of the travel lodge pizza. Yeah, we when we tour, we do stay in travel lodges. Things We're are going pretty well. Pretty well. <laughs> we did treat ourselves to a premiere and the other Ooh. day though. But even the poster of the travel lodge pizza, they can't make it look good. It's just this sad little swirly sweet corn mess. Like, they're like, we do boil these, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a cigarette on my pizza? Yes, that's the topping. They look so shocked if anyone orders one. <laughs> Can I have mine extra steamed? Uh, I, I ordered a pizza once on an EasyJet flight. Oh, oh wow. Absolutely true. Easy I had pizza. a microwaved EasyJet pizza. Oh, shit. It was everything you dream it would be. <laughs> was, was this a cry for help? A little what bit. were you thinking? Did it, did it hit you before you landed? <laughs> Afterwards. Okay. Because yeah. they charged extra for that on the EasyJet. <laughs> yeah. Coin-operated toilets. True. (laughs) So he got 11 months in jail, a fine, and worst of all, he was blacklisted from the studios. But what does Trumbo do after he's sentenced? He uses his massive ears and flies off. Yes, yes, yes. I can fly, I can fly, I can fly. (laughs) After he's sentenced or after his sentence? Like, after he comes out of prison? After he is sentenced by the judge. But before he goes in? Correct. (laughs) He writes an Oscar-winning screenplay. Yeah. Really quickly in the bath. <laughs> in the or prison bath. He buries his gold where they'll never find it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
worried about how long his wife has been in labour. Is it? <laughs> thinking about her. <laughs> She's one of the unlucky ones. <laughs> what do you think Trumbo does? What does Trumbo do? Hold a press conference. Go to I McDonald's. Generally, you know, Shoots a man in Reno just to watch him die. Um, <laughs> I, I think that, really. I'm trying because I've seen the film, but I barely remember it. Yeah. Uh, and Helen's written books about this shit. So. <laughs> True. She may be the ringer here. Yeah. Uh, James has no knowledge of any of this. No. Um, none. And barely knows who Brian Cranston is. So. <laughs> I suspect you should, but I, I think he might be right. For what, they went to McDonald's? That he wrote an Oscar winning screen afterwards. In McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, in McDonald's, yeah, in the bath. Yeah. Fully nude. <laughs> what McDonald's are you going to? What yeah. is happening? Yeah, also, you McDonald's fully nude. is 70s. It just had a birthday, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'd have a double trombo with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> is he the Hamburglar? Is this the Hamburglar <laughs> origin story? Yeah. The Did inception. <laughs> Mayor McCheese for clemency. <laughs> well, he flees the country to Mexico. Oh, wow. smart. Yeah, We're going to Mexico. <laughs> Which reminds me of the guy from The Simpsons. You know, who always steals the bus. What's he yeah. called? He's my favourite. Um, Otto. Is it Otto? No, oh, he no, means no, the criminal guy. Otto's the bus driver. Sorry. Yeah, it's, with the hair. Is it Mara Quimby? No. The guy no. with the tattoos? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. Thank you. So just a little reminisce for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Cape Fear spoof guy. The, oh, yes. The, yeah, Sideshow Bob. Oh, no, it's not Sideshow Bob. Yeah. No, no. no What's he called? Sting. Sting. What? Snake! 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 I heard Snape. Snape. We we Snape. <laughs> Do you know what? This has made me realise it's time to rewatch all of The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, come to my house. Since my I kids are obsessed. I can't watch Dude, Where's My Car Now? Because oh I know how it ends. So By I guess... the way, um, Simpsons fans, um, <laughs> you could, there's an album which we now listen to in the car of all the best songs from the 90s. Mm. It's from 1997, and they've got Who Rigs Every Oscar Night. We do. All the bangers. <laughs> nice. Monorail. Yeah, no, that's on the Nothing's better than monorail. Monorail. Oh <laughs> but they, monorail. they stay in your head for a long time. Oh, now I'm thinking all of it. Uh, sorry, guys. Wow. <laughs> Dr. Sayers, Dr. Sayers. Yes. Dr. Sayers. I was so worried that wasn't on there because it's not called that. It's called something about Selma. A fish called oh. Selma, it's called. Oh, but it was okay. on there. <laughs> I know every A by C yes. from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. <laughs> that one. So but good. you'll never make oh. a monkey out, out of me. Mexico. <laughs> Mexico. Mexico. All this from Mexico. Yeah. He's got a wife and children, by the way. No need to name them. <laughs> They're not important. Um, <laughs> but he takes them to Mexico and he, quote unquote, almost starved to death because he's struggling to find work. And then he began using more than a dozen pseudonyms to conceal his identity. And again, quote unquote, just scraped by by working three times as hard. Or in other words, he got a little taste of what it is to be a woman, I guess. <laughs> That's what you get when your own crime case doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, in order to get any work in the first place, he needed a nice dodgy production company, and he finds one which was run by three brothers. Your next question is, what was the name of that production company? Was it the Bee Gees? <laughs> Inclined. <laughs> With the blacklisted writers, we're gonna get you done. 
Wait, he starts a Mexican film company with three brothers. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has to find an American dodgy okay. production company that will take on a known blacklisted writer under a pseudonym. Uh, and the question is, what was the name of the production Disney. company? <laughs> well, we know that as a young elephant, he was in the circus. <laughs> Maybe the Ringling Brothers. I like where you're going with this. Very good. good. Wait, Barnum and Bailey is that is that a possibility as well? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Sure. Were they bro- Barnum and Bailey? Yeah, they were brothers. Yeah, yeah. Um, they okay. <laughs> we're Barnum and Bailey. <laughs> I don't oh. know. <laughs> Oh my god, it's almost time to watch that. Every year year we just watch it earlier and earlier. Also has an album. There's magic in the air this evening. Magic in the air. The world is at her best, you know, when people love and share. (laughs) Genuinely, I'm too pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) So they can't cry. I fucking love Fozzie. Oh, that's I we should just do an impressionist oh. show, you guys. <laughs> that's a very good Kermit. That was Kermit? <laughs> I've never been so insulted. It sounds you, like Groucho Marx. You that's what I was about to say. Well, is that I, the, I just think I don't is that know. the answer? <laughs> I was is that I was gonna say Groucho Marx, because you had a quote from him earlier, and uh-huh. he had brothers. The Marx yes, Brothers. Yes, 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 it is. Is that the answer? No. Well, she would mail okay. it to the Marx no. Brothers. It was the, it was King Brothers Productions run by Frank, Maurice, and Herman King. Uh, Frank, I believe, is played by John Goodman in the film Ooh. Trumbo. One of my favorite actors. He's very good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <they were laughs> what was that, like Bill Clinton? <laughs> very, very fine actor. <laughs> they were described as cigar-smoking hustlers. Your next question, where were the brothers from? Where are the best cigar-smoking hustlers from in America? Sounds like it was the Marx Brothers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Really Under pseudonym. <laughs> Nims. <laughs> <laughs> where were they from? Where are the, where where are the hustlers from? from in America? Texas. Texas? Chicago. Texas. Nice, Chicago. Well, the cigars presumably come from Cuba, but... They wouldn't be Cuban. No. So. Well, they could have been at that point because it was pre-embargo, I think. Oh, good, good information. Uh, could they be from New York? I always picture New York mobsters having big cigars. I'm going to say New York. That's a good answer. I'm, I'm going to, just to be different, I'm going to say Minnesota. Okay. Oh, I like it, yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're carrying quite a load there. <laughs> Where are you I from? I guess that's uh, your friend in the woodchopper. Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pen- uh, Pennsylvania, then. <laughs> Oh, I'm from Pennsylvania. So you're the dodgiest American I know. That was supposed to be that was supposed to be Francis McDormand and Fargo, but I failed. I got it. it. Stick with Jennifer, whatever her face is. (laughs) Chris called her Caniston. And that (laughs) Jennifer Caniston. No. That's a There's a lot to unpack with that, isn't there? That's a very different episode of Friends. But also, everyone would That's totally buy that treat. Ross, I'm itchy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it might have been Gunther, I think. The one time she sleeps with Gunther. Oh, oh dear. No. Sad times. Oh, Sad dear. times for Gunther. There is magic in here. <laughs> oh, my God. Not what if anymore. we can just all be Kermit? Let's all try it. Everyone, together, ready? There's magic in the air. Yeah, magic in the air. What a way to shit on this impression. <laughs> <laughs> what a oh 
horrible thing to do to a man. Oh yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, do the fucking BGs. Go on there. Dare you? Double dare you? I don't even know where we are. Oh, it was Chicago. It was Chicago. That was not a memory. That was a genuine guess. Oh, well done. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Because I can actually see her notes. Okay, so I did write the case, yes. <laughs> so they were from Chicago, and they made it a point. <laughs> Just stop it. <laughs> Just stop it, Chris. So they say in Chicago. Just stop it, you goddamn freak. That's what they say in Chicago. Yeah, I worked with Chris. Hewitt. Enthusiasm. He was very, very creepy. <laughs> <laughs> he leaned over and he tried to read my notes. <laughs> But I didn't let him. I crumbled up my case. <laughs> I haven't actually been drinking it, and now it's hit me. Okay. <laughs> the king, but Jesus Christ, are we still on this question? Let's speed it up. They made a point to work with blacklisted writers, but that was not any sort of protest against McCarthyism. It was just because they knew they could exploit the writers and pay them far less than the going rate. <laughs> Thank fuck it's all changed in 2023. <laughs> so, Trumbo starts working with him, but they're terrible about paying him. He's always chasing his payments, and he's very, very depressed at this point. And in fact, he's considering taking his own life so that his family can just cash in on his life insurance. Oh. Things are bleak. Don't then, do it, Dalton. Don't do it, Dalton. But then in 1953, he sends the King Brothers a script called The Boy and the Bull, later changed to The Brave One. It was a humble film about a Mexican boy from a poor family who bonds with a bull gifted to his family by a wealthy landowner. Hmm. There is magic in the air. (laughs) (laughs) There is magic with this bull. (laughs) Uh, But the script itself was controversial and leads to a lawsuit. That's right, there are two crimes in this story. Why would there be a lawsuit about this script? Ooh, is it like, did he meet a child and a bull? And the child was like, oh, this is my mate, this bull. <laughs> uh, we've got a great story. And then he didn't get permission from the bull or the child. Oh, right. Permission from the bull. <laughs> I mean, you go- <laughs> Well, but you know, if it was a real thing, like I'm yeah. never sure, quite sure what uh-huh. permissions you did need Did someone that. else write it? Okay. Did it? He, he ripped oh. off Ferdinand. <laughs> okay. Can I just confirm with Helen? Uh, Helen, you know the answer. So I don't know the answer to this, though. You don't oh, know. I don't know the answer. Look me in the eye and tell me that. I don't know the answer. She's fucking lying. <laughs> Why was he sued? He used her real names. Ah, okay. Based on a real story, I didn't get permission. The bull's, yeah. the bull's, the bull's real suit. name. The bull's real name. What was the bull's real name, I wonder? Ferdinand. Bully. Ferdinand. <laughs> Bully. Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. Hi. Oh, oh, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't... Don't wave that red flag in my face. It just makes me want to run at you. I feel like you're going to stab me. Do you know? Do you know that? So Sam Neill, you know the actor Sam Neill from Jurassic Sam Park. Sam Neill. He he has a farm and he he names the animals on his farm after his leading ladies that he no. has worked with. And apparently it's some of them are not impressed to have bulls and mm. pigs named after them. 
like he, yeah. you know, he considers it a, like a, a like a you know tribute to them, but but it, that is not always a yeah. People can be touchy about <sighs> tributes. <Yeah. laughs> Some of them loved it. Like I think Juno Temple loved her pig, right? So okay. she was just like, yes, always right. wants updates on her pig. Nicole but. Kidman, not so much. She was I like, mean, Nicole I, I Pigman. I feel like she'd be into it. I feel like she'd be cool with it. I don't maybe, know, but. maybe. Man, I kind of want a list of who liked it and who didn't like it. <laughs> Does he then invite these people to then eat their eat namesakes? Their own namesakes. <laughs> You know, he didn't answer yeah. that question, so I don't know for he sure. He gives them a knife and three days in a while to go on. Aren't find farmers them. like not supposed to name stuff? I'm just so naive. And even and I and I am a meat eater guiltily, but I forget when I hear about like farmers and they have animals, I'm like, oh they're not just pets. <laughs> they're gonna do stuff with that. Okay. <laughs> just always do stuff. Just always really shocked. Okay. I shall tell you. An entertainer from Barcelona called Juan Duval had died in 1954, but his widow Carmen came forward and claimed that Duval had told a very similar story in his own screenplay just a year before Trumbo submitted The Brave One. Your next question is, had Juan Duval ever sent his screenplay screenplay, screenplay (laughs) to a production company? Is he called Wonderwall? Juan, no. (laughs) I just, just, well, maybe... (laughs) I think I heard what I wanted to hear. You're going to be the one who sues me. <laughs> <laughs> Juan Duval. One, one. I mean, it is, isn't it? But okay, okay. You're my Juan Duval. <laughs> <laughs> And, and what was the question? Because had I was it, so distracted. Had it ever been sent to a production company? No. Had okay. it been sent to the Kings? Like, because I feel like maybe they're that dodgy and maybe the answer is yes. Yes, it had been sent to the King Brothers. But is is it a coincidence? Well, this is the question. It's all a bit dicey from the King Brothers side. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Somebody needs to take that pill. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that is, we've got half an hour left. We have half an hour left. We have extra time tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Do we need to do the one hour stretch? Are we feeling sleepy? (laughs) Oh, good. No, they all did a Kermit, they're fine. That's a shame. <laughs> We're all still awake. <laughs> okay, um, 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 what? Are you doing Kermit now? Fine, you were on the phone. No, I'm doing Dumbo because I can't right. remember where I am or what's going on. Oh my God. <laughs> Dumbo's always high. <laughs> Dumbo, where's my car? <laughs> Keep going, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't find my place. Oh, yes, he'd sent it to the King Brothers. Dun, 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 we already did that. It's all a bit dicey from the King Brothers side because someone who had worked with the King Brothers testified during the lawsuit that when they'd read Trumbo's script, they mentioned the similarity to Wanda Vols. <laughs> Wonder Walls <laughs> script. And apparently one of the King Brothers said, don't know what you're talking about, and walked away. Ooh. Trumbo maintained his innocence throughout, and he put it down to coincidence. And in fact, to make things more complicated, more than nine people claimed to have originated the story behind the brave one. Mm. Oh. So there was a bit of a, like, I'm Spartacus situation <laughs> happening, which is topical because Dalton yeah. Trumbo wrote Spartacus. Spartacus. Didn't I do well? (laughs) (laughs) Segways, love it. (laughs) In fact, the King brothers had already quietly settled another lawsuit from a Boston-based writer who also claimed that he had come up with a story. Why is everyone claiming this? It's weird, isn't it? It's bullshit. Hey! 
Very good. Like, is <laughs> Come it, on. Is it, it's not even out. It's not even like, oh, I want that money. It's like not even out yet. They're all just saying I wrote it. Oh, no, it's all out. This is oh. all after it's one. Is this after Oscar? Oh, okay. That okay. makes way more sense. Mm-hmm. I thought this was at the submitting stage. No, no, no. Fair enough. This is all This is all post-Oscar. There was a so British... This, so this is the one that wins the Oscar for the story? Yes. Mm. Yes, it is. And it's by... Okay. okay. Dalton Trumbo. Right. Yeah. Under the name Robert, Robert Rich. Rich. Yeah. <laughs> that alarm was for Katie to just recap. <laughs> <laughs> right, Katie's mind's going to wander right. about an hour in. So. Previously on the Mashup podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you think was the outcome of Carmen? So she's, she's the widow of Wonderwall. Uh, and she wanted $300,000 for damages because she claimed that they had stolen this story. What do you think was the outcome of that lawsuit? I think it was thrown out of court. Get out of here, you bum. That's what, that's what the judge said. Okay. I think they settled for a very small amount. I think they probably gave her $300,000 because that's what they spend on catering. So they were like, sure, take it. Not well, in those days. Well, Jeez. You know. That was in those days money. That's oh, how you so say nowadays it right? would be $300 million. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. What we are, are so think? topical with our reference. We are, aren't we? <laughs> Cutting edge. <laughs> I always reference single white female on this podcast for some reason. I get obsessed with it. And then we have, for whatever reason, a very young following, which is lovely. And I feel very old, but very privileged that you listen to me. <laughs> I'm like, single white female, am I right? Hey. What, what's a classified ad? I don't, is that on Snapchat? I'm very confused. <laughs> like, some things are just classic. Anyway, I feel... <laughs> I feel like Hollywood doesn't tend to be nice to widows. Mm. And <laughs> <laughs> you're going to say women, but you really got down there. Huh. It doesn't fuck widows. <laughs> well, it doesn't like women in, mm-hmm. and and a, a widow. Sure, even yeah. worse, Ex- extra vulnerable. And they don't like parting with money. Okay, so, so you're going to say it did not go in her favor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm going to I'm going to gamble that way. Gamble that way, baby. I guess these, these other eight or nine people that said they originated yeah. it as well. That's, that's what makes Does me think that... Does that make that it harder? It was kind of like, I don't know, was it just a story that was told in a pub and then everyone was like, that would make a great <laughs> film. And they all write a movie about it. There was like, a pool like at a bar, bar just yeah. galing people. Like the one we're going to hear later tonight where we're all going to go off and write our separate yeah. scripts about exactly. it, right? It's, yeah, it's like Shh. a mega version of like, if comics are riffing and then everyone's like, oh no, that's my, no, I, I'm probably going to do this. No, wait, well, actually, I want to do like, it's like yeah. that. You got that, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like when, um, oh, what were the two films that were so similar? Deep Throat, no, Deep Impact. <laughs> Wow. Sorry. Deep Throat and Armageddon, yes. <laughs> Indistinguishable. <laughs> Sorry, that was one of Anne Rice's. That was an Anne Rice side project, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> I mean, as though Deep Impact sounds any better. <laughs> as an asteroid. Oh, oh. Come on. Whew. Come on. Roger Bangs writes. I'm going to get it on. Roger Bangs. Okay, uh, so Carmen wanted 300000 I will tell you, she was awarded $15,000, which is about $300,000 in today's money, and she bought herself, amongst other things, a Ford Fairlane 500. Ooh. So at least she she got what she wanted. Well, she got about one... 
No, a percentage of what she wanted, but she <laughs> was awarded... Five percent? She only got five percent of what? So that's what you said. Sounds right. Yeah, right. Mm. Sounds right. Which is more than I was getting. When I said a small amount, Mm. I was thinking hundreds. So right, right. And I said nothing. So I am wrong, but in the right area. (laughs) (laughs) Name of my sex tape. Right, so she buys a cool car. At least she's got a cool widow car. Everything's forgotten. But Wandeval. <laughs> the widow mobile. He's gone. He's gone. With her dead husband as her sidekick. Just like in a Wallace and Gromit style motorcycle car combo. Are you all right there, husband man? Would you put a helmet on him or not? <laughs> well, well I mean, you sad. don't want to be pulled over by the police. Though, Very, so. I'm just well, asking the big questions. Yeah. Maybe you do. Um, maybe you do. Maybe you do. Um, you don't want his head to come off at a traffic lights, do you? Oh, that's not what a helmet saw. <laughs> so your head doesn't come off. <laughs> People do do shit like that to get in the carpool lane. I mean, maybe not with corpses. <laughs> but wasn't there an inflatables yes. thing? Oh, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of inflatables. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh. Regularly drive around with an inflatable. The old inf- inflatable second husband trick. Don't get me started on inflatables. Oh! oh. <laughs> All right. So Wonderval, I just can't say that now because it's like I'm Austrian and like I I love the Wonderval. The Wonderval. Play Wonderwall. In, in my estimation, is the best Oasis album. <laughs> what a single. Okay. Um, widow's car. Yeah, okay. So John, his son, who is still alive, has maintained that his father was the true author of the work and should be awarded a posthumous Oscar, but that has never been given. And many people have since looked into this case and do conclude in favor of Trumbo, including Professor Tom Doherty, who is author of the Blacklist History Book Show Trial, who said, judging by the evidence, Trumbo deserved his Oscar and Carmen DeVal deserved her Ford Fairlane 500. (laughs) Wow, that's a burn. It's a little snarky. Although it kind of does suggest that if she deserved that car, then she was kind of right. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And we're just sort of turning the blind eye. I mean, it sounds like her husband was probably underpaid in a separate area. Maybe, maybe. Sex tape. Okay, so I just once we start, I just it's like Pringles. I can't stop. This is your final question for this case, guys. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Was Dalton Trumbo ever awarded the Oscar formally? Posthumously? I feel like yes, uh-huh. but he was dead. What, they so just like, did it threw it as like, grave? It can't. Yes. <laughs> like can. Like literally, just like maybe make like a catapult situation, or like, like launched like it. His hand emerged from the grave, like yeah. Carrie. Like Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> I like to thank you. Zombie Trump, Sombo. Is that something? Should we write that down? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like by the time everyone calmed down about McCarthyism, he must have been dead. <laughs> Calm down about McCarthyism. <laughs> calm down, calm down. Uh, what? What do you think? Oh, just no. No, I, no. I, I think, think so. yeah, I'm agreeing yes, but he was dead. Yeah. Okay. Someone tried to clean up the image of Hollywood. Oh, 
Okay. Was there a scene in the film? I feel like there might have been a scene in the film when he was older. Oh, am I making that up? Older. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've literally never seen, you, seen the film. Do you have a memory? I've seen the film. I've seen Suddenly the film. Suddenly I'm having a memory. Okay. It's a talking gorilla. But no, it might be a, it. No, that might it. be his other film. <laughs> yes. Uh, and there's a giant monster attacking Japan. No way. I'm just going through all my Brian Cranston films in my head now. <laughs> I don't know. You guys, you guys, have we just discovered a great new Oscar category, Posthumous Award? <laughs> yeah, because there have been a few, but not nearly enough. Yeah, and it oh would give gosh. them it would give them a chance to sort out the best song category. It would. Um, it would. Yes. Please welcome the Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, weekend of Bee Gees ready at this point. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I do like that idea. Instead of just the the, yeah, the tribute like, section, just be like, here's another in person we fucked over in the fifties. <laughs> uh, the fucked over here, award. Here's what they should have had. Oh. Oh, Here's where you should have won. (laughs) The speeches would be so much shorter. (laughs) Yeah. The because we were racist award. (laughs) Right? (laughs) 25 days later. Um, Okay. He actually did receive the Oscar before he died, but he was literally on his deathbed. So the uh, president of the Academy presented him with the Oscar next to his bed in 1975. With a television link up. What year was this? <laughs> there was no television link up. No, it was a, pri- it was it was a, a private okay. ceremony. <laughs> All right, fine. Did he give it gladly, or was he like, "Here you go, adult"? Whoop! Hey, hey. Or perhaps if you can't a- grasp it, it's not yours. <laughs> Lowering it slowly down on a fishing rod. <laughs> but like, how did that get so private ceremony? Sure, respectful. But did they announce it at all in the Oscars that year? Oh yes, yes. Okay. I mean, quite they a big deal was made of it, and yeah, yeah, probably of him with <laughs> makeup on, and you know, was he, death, was he in the makeup. bath when he got it? No, <laughs> in, his, in his death bath. <laughs> Oh, that's the sound of an Oscar <laughs> going into the water. Uh, Oscar goes in the water, sharks in the water. <laughs> so it, it did mean the world to Trumbo, but in his typical sardonic style, he said it was like being presented with a 19-year-old bastard child. You're supposed to love it, but Whoa. the emotion isn't there. Wow. Why, has, why has he experienced both of those things? That's such a weirdly specific point to make. Do you want to tell us something, Dalton? Guess what happened yesterday? This is nearly annoying as last week when I met Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) To write her into the will. Okay. um, It's like the Jerry Springer show. (laughs) He went on to say, my inclination is to make jokes, and yet this is callous because so many people were hurt at the time and so many careers were stolen. So let's raise a glass, shall we, to Dalton Trumbo. Yay! Very somber And his bastard children. And his bastard (laughs) children. And Wonderwall! The possible worthy winner of the best story. Now, oh my gosh, the time has come. Put the lights up. It's time for someone in the audience to tell us a story. Ooh, we've got a ha- we've already got a hand. Oh, Ooh. oh, oh! But that's the lady that likes to drink many things. Hey. <laughs> Let's start with the lady who drinks many things. And then uh, I did notice I did notice your hand. And if we have time, oh yeah. But there's only one prosecco. 
Fight, fight, fight. Best fight. film, Prosecco Award. Okay. <laughs> so there were two things I was thinking of for like the best Hi, what's film your crime. name? Hello, my name is Lolly. I'm a duck person. Hi, Hello. Lolly. Nice to meet you. Hi. So there were two things I could immediately thought of. And like one of them I thought like, oh, it's that time when like I was driving. And then these, these uh, in Scotland as well. So mm-hmm. because it's Scotland and the borders and everything. And there was these boys and they were from England and they were drunk and a stolen car from England. And they'd crashed into me at like 16 miles an hour. Oh, such <gasps> a bad time. I was fine. It was okay. Don't worry. Oh, okay. shit, though. I mean, it was good, though. All good. All good. That was a bad crime. But then I thought, oh, there's a better one for like... Let's just film. have interest. Did your boobs get bigger at the end of the... <laughs> 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 no. No, okay, okay. No. Crash no. into these, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sadly, sorry. no. The second Sadly, thought, no. Yeah. So the other thing I was thinking of was like, this would be a better film in like an indie kind of crime way. Ooh. Was when I lived in Glasgow as a student and I used to ride a bicycle because I was poor. Uh, which I also did in London, to be fair, but yeah, I still am. I still am many years later. What shade from your friend? <laughs> you still are. Uh, but but this time in Glasgow, from my house, from the close, from the close in Glasgow, you know, it's like there's the there's the flats and there's the the, the houses and stuff, and you go into the you go into the big house. And then there's like the the bit inside that goes into be- people's houses. Yeah. So there's a bit in the middle, and that's the close. Okay. And I can yeah. just leave my bicycle in the close. Sure, sure. And one day it was gone. Oh no. But had I maybe just cycled somewhere and forgot? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that happens wrong. if you go Student, somewhere and yeah. you just forget that you you cycled there and you walk home and you're like, oh no, I had a bike. <laughs> but that didn't happen. Someone had just taken it. Ooh, Ooh. what happened to the bicycle? But then I was walking to uni another day, maybe a week later, and I saw the bike. It was Ooh. my bike. So what did I do? I called the police. Ooh, very smart, very smart. And they came and they're like, is this your bike? I was like, this is totally my bike. Had you reported it? No. Why not? Well, I didn't know if I'd just left it somewhere or not. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Wait, and where did you I see? Where it. was the bike when you saw it? It was on a bridge on the way to the university in Glasgow. On its Wait, own. On the way okay. to Glasgow University. You guys, you guys yeah. I have ideas for this one. Yeah? It's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> because the, the police did help me to then like chip the chip the lock off that the, the, the perpetrators had put on my bike to steal it and unlock it somewhere where they probably thought was a safe place. Did you say at any point, dude, where's my bike? I did not, <laughs> and I wish bike, I had. Dude. Wouldn't, it be that, wouldn't that be the best thing? It would have been the best thing. <laughs> but you were, you were sure when you saw it on the bridge that it had been stolen. Yes. And then the Because thieves... I definitely didn't leave it there because I hadn't been there in ages. And you hadn't been on the bridge. It was definitely your oh, bike. The police didn't just help yeah, yeah, you steal yeah. someone else's bike. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because they asked like that. The they did ask that. They were like, are you sure? Are you sure this is your bike? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this is my bike. Look at these weird stickers that are on this bike. <laughs> Look how the mud guards do not match. Because I didn't understand how to put the front mud guard that matched the back mud guard on. So I just put on this little <laughs> makeshift so, yeah, so thing. So that was unique to you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, yeah. the aliens didn't was a very makeshift. This is a great way to get a free bike. And then this policeman just went to his car and got like a... a, a, a a screwdriver and a wee hammer and battered the lock off for me. Nice. Oh, what a G. Okay. And then you just, this film has everything. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. My, my only worry is that the bicycle thieves as a title has already been taken. True. So it's true. That is a concern. But <laughs> otherwise, I can't have a feeling the thieves should have invested in a better lock. Shouldn't they? I feel their lock was way worse than my lock that I had just left on the bike and not attached to anything. <laughs> did they? Did they steal it back a couple of days later on? They did not. 
It was off my bag after that. I still have it. It's That's your film right there. If you, if you, they, <laughs> they stole the bike, then you got the police to steal it back. Yeah. And then they got the police to steal it back from you. Uh, and then you put together a crew to steal it back ooh. from them. Uh, now this is how the film gets better. It gets yeah. better and better. This is a good film. There we go. All right, see, that film, everyone can go, I'm in, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we call it Halford's the ultimate 11. heist. The ultimate heist film. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, but I also like aliens. Yeah. Also yes. aliens. Well, don't worry, we're bringing aliens in. We'll I'm not we sure it's going to happen a- yet. The heist work. and the aliens combo. It could be mm. a meet cute if the thief was really hot. <laughs> Yeah. And he steals the bike and you steal it back and then he comes to your house and, I don't know, asks Ooh. for the bike. Is that how crime oh, well, works? I'm very confused. So wait, after it's escalated to a very high degree, yeah. then they fall in love. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, can and the share bike... the bike. Can the bike, like, go into an iceberg? Like, can we... Can we <laughs> the Titanic thing? Like, yeah, can, like, thousands of people die if I'm going to be interested? <laughs> okay, you know what all. we could do? We could have a truck carrying ice crash. Yes. There's loads oh. of ice cubes on the road. And then they hit the ice cubes. It's not an iceberg. Not, not ice cube, crucially, because no. that would be a different thing. <laughs> Look, he's a good actor. He could be in it. I don't so know. Why we would ice cube be in Glasgow? Just, just why we're, we're workshopping. It's a okay. yes. Yeah, there's no judgment in blue sky, actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he might just exec. We're just, we're just working on it. It's fine. It's fine. Now, who, who would we cast? As the bike. As, As the, the bike. bike. <laughs> Brian Cranston. <laughs> Do anything, yeah, or Tilda Swinton. Either way. Oh yeah. All local from her as well. She lives in Scotland. It's fine. This yeah. is perfect. Very nice. I think. Well, we get okay. We need some heist actors. <laughs> <laughs> we need something bike. Th- Luke Evans. <laughs> Why? Because his name's Evans. Yes. <laughs> Luke Evans cycles. All right. Is I love actor? my favorite thing about Luke Evans is that he, <laughs> I love it when an actor or sometimes like the presenter of a quiz show will bring out an album. Like my favorite <laughs> albums of all time. And my favorite thing is that Luke Evans' album is called At Last. <laughs> <laughs> like people were waiting for a Luke Evans yeah. album. Yeah. <laughs> like, who the fuck was waiting? <laughs> um, but maybe he could do the soundtrack, is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. okay, if we're going to do that, see, I actually, I really liked Rihanna in Ocean's 8. Can we cast her? Sure. Luke <laughs> Evans and Rihanna together, like a sort of like a pantomime horse situation. <laughs> <laughs> He's the front end of the bike, she's the back end of the bike. I can see this working. We but, can't go wrong with this. But also, you know, because there's got to be opposites attract. They've got to hate each other to start with. Mm. He was the front end of a bike. <laughs> she was the back end of a bike. But they both had mud flaps. <laughs> <laughs> Name me your sex weird tape. stickers. <laughs> it is off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> Four stars. Off the chain. Four That's stars, James. Off the chain. Fantastic. Rest assured, you have won this Prosecco. Yay. You have absolutely won the Prosecco. Do, do we want to quickly just workshop another one? Yeah, go on. Go on. Think. Go on. Come then. on. Come let's on. have another one. Just so you know, there's no prizes for you. <laughs> you can have some Sambuca from this jug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah, got, yeah. there's loads of sweets backstage. We can go and get you like yeah, a, a fun size Mars bar. Would you like some crack? I'm, hey. I'm very invested in the Sambuca, actually. Like you. <laughs> I really like Sambuca because of the, the aniseed flavor. Right? It's good to know that there's one other person <laughs> No, but see, see you, uh, I drink fennel tea. Like, I'm fucking hardcore. With this uh, it's too much for me. Uh, so the Ooh. crime was, I work for a company I can't name that none of you are. The CIA. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> sadly, no. We were contracted to work on a project to improve a restaurant in the UK. And we had to do it using 
technology. <laughs> oh no. We Are you might... in the mafia? Because you no. sound like one of those guys, hey, nice restaurant you got here. It'd be a shame <laughs> if someone improved it <laughs> using technology. Oops. It, it's going in that direction, but it's not me. Okay. Um, so my boss overpromised from the beginning and said, you Do don't you have work to for the Conservative us. Party? No. <laughs> <laughs> With the project. So my boss overpromised from the beginning, said that we would not need to be paid until the project worked. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he was a very good teacher in that I will never do that. <laughs> so he, he overdid, overpromised, and then about a year into the project, uh, we realized it was never going to work, so he had me falsify a data set to convince <gasps> them. What? But then... Wow. Um, Lock him up! <laughs> this is like the yeah, porn agency or whatever it is. You're going to blow the whistle. Sorry, continue. No, I can't, I'm not going to name anything. We're all no, going to no. be called Until to testify. No, protect very yourself. Inconvenient. I'm not, I got right. paid the off The film is called Never Again. <laughs> it stars Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Ruffalo's in it. I don't yeah. know what he does yet. <laughs> so but he's there. Eventually, it got out to the rest of our company because we were just three people my boss being in charge of the shenanigans. Three um, people. I'm thinking the Marx Brothers, just <laughs> saying. It's a little bit more fun We received now. a lot of screenplays as well. Uh, so we, <laughs> so we, in the end, he got caught and was Shit. saddled with the debt he created, which ended up being oh. like two million quid. <gasps> oh but we God. found out that one of the partners we've been working with he had a in, he had a sh like shares in, so he'd encourage us to work with this software company that I can't name. That he also had a, a joint interest in, so he probably embezzled a nearly a hundred k from wow. the company, but they couldn't prove it. Whoa. Now he works for a different tech company, and we're just waiting for it to happen again. Oh my god! Wait, so he didn't do? And, wait, wait, and wait, wait, they, wait! Did he do? We're prison? gonna have to wait. cut this prosecco in half. <laughs> <laughs> did he? Did he do prison time? If no, he, he was caught. never. He was never. He was just quietly excused from the company. Oh. Your kid. So he never. Like he never got arrested. No, our company basically begged their way out of the contract. <gasps> I think. I'm not wow. sure. Wow. Are we accessories now? Yes. I feel. <laughs> I feel involved. I was, I was paid off to not reveal any of the names of the people. Not very oh well. No, no. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Okay, so the... Okay, the it's two oh, very oh, yeah. popular podcasts. Yeah. Look, the podcast story. But you yeah. know the what, payment. though? You know what? Sorry, sorry. That is an unsatisfactory ending to a film. <laughs> There's no justice for the bad guy. But it's true to life. It is. It could be like the walk away at the end of, um, of Wall Street, right? But it's like... In this case, it's it's saying it in a podcast instead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Titanic, but of the iceberg winds. <laughs> Wait, my understanding of Titanic. My understanding is Titanic won, didn't it? <laughs> the iceberg I, I know you won. got tired halfway through the film, Chris, but we'll talk it's, about it's it. Like having a lovely time. The iceberg was paid it's not to talk about it. I what, was, what were you going to say? We interrupted you. I was, I, the way I was paid off was because... I was paid off by a specific person because it turned out that the guy who'd done all the naughtiness had um, been using someone else's email account for a significant portion. Wow. But his he'd emails! Been let by them, he'd been let by that person. He'd been given their password to use their email account. Wow. So I was given them money to not reveal that. The rest of it was just... Generally being kept quiet. So, did you but have to sign something? No, never. And the money was only two hundred. <laughs> so you could talk about it. Yes. Well, I mean, it, and then you can all get justice for me. 
<laughs> it's what we do. I mean, wow. the only thing I can think to do is roll the Prosecco and whoever catches it first. <laughs> it's biblical, to, people. We need to know what? There's wine in that fridge. <laughs> uh, are any of the organizers here? Because we could just steal from the freebies from back. Uh, we did promise the Prosecco there, but that's a fantastic story. Thank you. Amazing. Amazing. Amazing for sharing it. Wow. Well... That was incredible. You guys, you've been absolutely lovely. Thank you for coming along to this mashup episode. And I guess all that remains to say is listen to both of our podcasts, please. <laughs> and special thanks to you guys. It has been so much fun. Yeah, this Thank has been you so for fun having us. To be Thank Kermit God. with you. Oh. <laughs> There's magic in the air. <laughs> magic in the air. Waka waka. <laughs> Can't think of a better way to end. Thank you very much. <laughs>